0: The Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. Listen to the exciting story of the American Community Schools of Athens. Check out what drives all the members of our international community of learners as we create the education of the future. Here's John Papadakis.
1: An international school is defined mainly by the internationally-minded curriculum following the principles of international education, but also by fostering a globally-minded mentality in its student body and the entire community. Students, by definition, are international, coming from different ethnicities, nations, bringing a wealth of experiences and mindsets, looking to integrate, but also to stand out. When the entire community is made of similarly international background, then you have the ultimate combination. Our guest today is as international as someone can get. A Greek Cypriot, Sophia Stella Soselos was born in Germany, lived in Cyprus, studied in South Africa, and moved to Greece in 1995. Sophia has a passion for teaching art, inspiring creativity, and using design thinking in her education space. Sophia, welcome to the Outcast. You are an ACS Art Faculty since 2012. What changes have you seen in the way art has been expressed through the students? How do they see the world today compared to 10 years ago through their art, be it visual, theater or maybe music?
2: It's a little bit different because at the beginning when I came, I was the middle school art teacher and right now I'm the Arts Division Chair the arts for visual and performing arts. So now, yes, I do have a better understanding of where students are, what they do in their arts and where our program goes. And um, I'm very happy with our results. From day one, I always strive for the maximum creativity with my students. And I remember everybody was amazed I can say that they were telling me and I could see with what middle schoolers could produce at the time because I always believe in their potentials but I, I hope that uh, I have instilled this enthusiasm to all our teachers and I can see them they're all professionals and they all love what they do and our results are great you know drama you know music in in our visual arts.
1: Well I guess the love for art is timeless but I'm pretty sure as it expresses life and life has changed the past 10 years. Do you see any similarities in what you saw back then and what you see today in how they express through art?
2: Students are creative and a lot of the times their art reflects um, their own feelings. Uh, Definitely the last two years were very different for all of us, for everybody around the world. That I I can see in their work. For example, the IB visual art exhibition, um, it's an accumulation of work for the last two years. None of my students had as a theme the COVID, but all of them had this underlying In in, in many of their works, I mean, without even knowing it, um, I can pinpoint many of their works that they were related to that. It does affect them. Nobody lives in a bubble, and our students as well. They get influence from what they can hear and from their families. And yes, you do see that.
1: We are living in strange days indeed, as the song says. Actually, every generation, with very few exceptions, can claim the same. How are the children perceive the present situation? How do they express it? You mentioned COVID. Right now, we have different issues. Mm -hmm. We have a war looming. All the plans for the future might be affected by it. So have you seen signs that students are actually affected?
2: For the war, not yet. But um, because art is symbolic and it reflects to their emotions... Um, very often you, you can see that you can read it through their symbolism, if uh, their art can have some more aggressive compositions, uh, the color combinations and all of that.
1: So you think this Not is an spec- expression, or do you think that they are just making a statement about themselves, or both?
2: It's part of uh, their feelings. They express maybe underlying feelings that mm-hmm. they do not even realize. Mm-hmm. And you do see, I mean, uh, you see aggressive uh, signs in some of their works. Mm-hmm. And it's like a repetition of that. There is a bit of a pattern on that without them knowing exactly why.
1: Mm-hmm. So well, th- that's true expression. Mm-hmm. If you do it without even knowing, as you said before, you are the visual and performing arts division chair uh, in our school. So, a parent interested in bringing a child in ACS Athens comes to you and asks, "What and how do we offer inspiration and education in the arts? What what comes to mind when you try to answer that question?"
2: We offer so many art subjects. We have a multitude of uh, classes in our art program, in visual, in music, in performing arts. And they're all designed for students to have a journey of creativity and exploration and knowledge and lifelong skills. There are numerous, numerous ones from elementary through middle school and uh, through high school and, uh, and lots of electives. So they can definitely find what they, that they want to explore.
1: And, and from your experience, let's say I come to you and I say, my child is a talented uh, painter or a talented uh, musician, but they don't want to do it for a career. How can being involved in these kind of topics help you as a student in your life later on? I mean, what, what kind of advice would you give to someone? Yes, you should be a little bit serious about the art subjects, even though you're not going to become a painter or you're not going to become a musician,
2: every person need to have a variety of uh, of skills, and uh, it's so important for them to be creative, even if they will end up being a CEO in a company. <laughs> if you do not have, it's not only the knowledge, and it's not only the skills that you will get, but um, the skills that they will get with art subjects are transferable life skills. like They end up with having confidence, with imagination, patience. Patience is so important in all kinds of art, even if it's for visual or for music. Drama helps them to coordinate, to concentrate. All of them gives them the creativity and expression, self-expression. Um, if these are not important in whatever they do, then what is?
1: Mm-hmm. And and again, especially with drama, you see that how they present themselves, how, you know, effective public speaking skills.
2: Confidence.
1: Confidence, as you said. Can you think of an occasion where you felt stunned by a student's talent or originality?
2: Always. Always. (laughs) I always end up with a smile. I mean, it makes this work worth. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, if I had to ask you, okay, forget about this year, maybe it's too soon, but something that has stayed in your mind from last year or two years ago, something that still comes to you when you're maybe as a point of comparison.
2: I don't want to be unfair with my students to say names, mm-hmm. but uh, every year, um, their artwork, my B students produce work that are so professional that it could be in an, in, a, in a gallery Um, And the nice thing is that um, even students that they came into the program without being as prepared or as skillful, they ended up having very good portfolios. There is so much potential uh, in so many areas. And I always try to find what they are strong at in order to enhance that. And that is the most important thing, that we want diversity. Mm-hmm. And, the, and diversity in art is very important.
1: This time, every year, we are presented with a mixed-level K-12 arts exhibition mm-hmm. showcasing the students' most creative and skillful artworks. What do we see in this year's exhibit being held this month in our theater lobby? What, what someone can expect to see?
2: It's beautiful. You have to come and see. There are uh, works from all levels and this is the beauty of that. So you have, for example, big uh, portraits from 11th graders next to tiny ones from 5th grade, which actually... They really get all the attention. They're so beautiful. And then you have different types of still lifes from all of them. So we tried to curate it in a way that we have similar um, subjects Mm -hmm. from different grades. And you see the different development. There's this playfulness of the different age groups giving you different types of expression on similar subjects.
1: Do we see mixed media in this exhibit?
2: Everything. Mixed media is the thing. Uh, Nowadays people work with all kinds of media and they mix them together. Mm -hmm. We do have that. We have uh, photography, we have uh, graphic art, some sculptures from middle school. There's a big variety.
1: Do you see any themes that run through the grades or the different...
2: We always have certain Topics that they, I mean, part of the learning is to be able to observe. So that's why we do have the still lifes. Portraits are very important. But um, in general, there are different expressive uh, subjects. Because we have designs and we have the cutouts and sometimes they're not all realistic or representational.
1: Are they guided in some way when they prepare for this exhibit in how and what to to produce or this is just free expression? No, no,
2: no, no. Through, from the beginning of the year, we select uh, the works that are a little bit...
1: So they don't know that they're going to end up in the exhibit?
2: No, of course not. <laughs> no, no, no. So we we start gathering from the beginning of the year and then we end up Mm -hmm, having mm -hmm. this uh, because we want to be fair. We want to show from all subjects and from all All grades. grades.
1: Um, Our community is proud every year to see the IB Arts exhibitions and performances this year two consecutive but equally exceptional IB visual arts exhibitions took place, showcasing the works of 15 talented young artists. As you said, most of them are gallery material. What made this year's exhibitions uh, special? What what means or approaches were unique as you were going around, you know, critiquing them or guiding them?
2: This year we had many uh, seniors. We had 15 15 of them exhibiting so we had the two exhibitions 8 and 7 uh, we literally filled the the theater lobby oh we had from videos to installations to few paintings lots of sculptures uh, fashion pieces everything and that's the beauty of it like mm-hmm. there was not one that was similar to the other
1: mm-hmm. So a big variety. Well, IB, admittedly, has uh, an academically demanding curriculum as a program with projects and papers and seemingly never ending deadlines. How do students see IB art? Is it another content area to be stressed about or is it a way to let off some steam and express themselves? How, How do you see them come to your class the first day or maybe during the year when all the deadlines are, you know, coming up?
2: Yeah, it's a very demanding course, extremely demanding and time-consuming. But of course, they they love it and they enjoy it and they never leave the art room. I have students constantly up there. They try to get out from the other classes, which they shouldn't. There is a lot of work. Um, there's a lot of theory. It's not only the, the practical part. They have three papers and the one is the exhibition. The other one is the process a portfolio where they need to document all their experimentations that they do and then it's the comparative study which is a very theoretical uh, part so there's a lot of writing that's why we have a lot of deadlines and that's where they need to keep up the pace uh, and it's not like the other subjects that they write an exam at the end Every single thing they do accumulates. Mm -hmm. So we do not throw anything away, anything. The experimentations they documented, the final work, they end up being at the exhibition. They need to write about it. There is so much research about artists. There is a lot.
1: So a a portfolio is expected at the end of the IB uh, art uh, program or is it only for those that are aiming for an art school?
2: No, no, it's part of their exam.
1: Part of their exam to have a portfolio. Do you see students maybe this year, that are going towards an art major in the university or a college? Of
2: course. We have uh, students that they will go for fine arts, others that they will go for architects, others that they will go for photographers. We have two photographers. Uh, Lots for illustration, we Mm -hmm. have for animation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All All the professions.
0: You are listening to the Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens.
1: You started your teaching career at ACS Athens by teaching middle school art. Then you taught academy art before you became the IB visual arts instructor. Which of these three age groups was the most demanding, required the most focus and effort from you as a teacher? but also as an artist. IB. IB is the most demanding. Mm
2: -hmm. Of course, uh, middle schoolers uh, are more lively.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm I'm not only talking about the content. I'm also talking about, you know, how students, they come in the classroom in the art and how they see the class, how they see.
2: I enjoyed teaching middle school. I enjoyed teaching middle school because they... They were very enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. At least I made them. I mean, they were coming inside and saying, what's next? What's next? It was was beautiful. Um, The more time consuming, not only there, but afterwards is the IB.
1: Have you seen a continuum between middle school academy and IB? I mean, someone who starts being a really good art student in middle school. Have you seen going all the way through and you know, end up being a a really good IB art student and maybe later on uh, an art university student?
2: This is the goal. It's so important when they get good skills from Mm -hmm. middle school because Mm -hmm. it shows. I've seen students that I had in middle school, which eventually I saw them in IB, and then they managed to get the expectations because they already had the skills. It's very difficult when they come and they're not as prepared. We still work, we still produce very good work at the end, but it's so much more difficult because suddenly they come in if they do not have the skills and then we need to learn the basics. You cannot go, you're there to run, you cannot start Mm -hmm. walking. But the others, when they prepared from from middle school or even from elementary, because we do very nice work in elementary and they come all the way prepared, they can really fly. Mm
1: -hmm. I am sure that students of yours over the years have come to you asking for advice on following an art orientation for their careers. What do you tell them? How can someone pick a field in art when art continuously evolves? We don't know what's going to be there in five or 10 years. Do they look for their own evolution? In other words, what mental stamina must someone have to make a life through art? What's your advice to them?
2: The evolution will come. They are all prepared to change. Um, art evolves and uh, they're all technologically competent to follow whatever it's coming. Uh, already we do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, digital art is part of what we do. And yes, I was in the Art Biennale in Venice a few weeks ago. You could get in some artworks. I saw that, like um, art can really change, but uh, they're all capable of uh, following that. Mm -hmm. What was very inspiring about uh, one of the artworks that I saw in Venice, it was uh, with a virtual reality. By wearing the headsets, you could actually be in a place that you could see the brushstrokes in depth. So, there were brush strokes in the front and further, and there were things uh, like painted above and on the side and on the other side, and you were turning and you would see. So, you were literally in the painting. That was for me something I've never seen or experienced, and I can definitely see that this is. The future, which is, I'm not sure if it's good or bad, but it was really very interesting.
1: Well, if anything else, I mean, art is always exploring new mediums. I don't see that as a negative. I mean, it's something different and it gives a different experience, hence a different inspiration, hence something new.
2: Mm -hmm. So, of course, that was the one thing that I saw that was uh, very different. Over there in the Venice Biennale, it was... Again, multitude of media. There were so many events, and not only in the Arsenal, in the Giardini, but all over Venice. It was full of art events. I really, really say that whoever loves art, they need to go at least once in their life there.
1: <laughs> and what inspires you? What place or activity wakes up your creative muse?
2: <laughs> because I was trained in many different things. I love everything. I love sculpture. But I'm a painter and I'm a writer. <laughs> uh, you
1: have a master's in creative in writing, cre- yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yes,
2: I do, I do. So there is nothing that I do not like. I teach photography, which I also love. So I get excited with whatever they tell me. So they tell me just a tiny little bit and I said, oh, yeah, why not that? Why this? I always give them ideas. Um, I'm capable of envisioning all kinds. I'm a stage designer, of course. I was working, we forgot about that. I was working for 14 years in theatres and television on stage design, so I can see the 3D. Interior design was part of that as well. For some, I used to be their architects because I was doing interior architecture also for many years. So, I'm good at all of those areas, so I can help them in all of them. And I get excited in all of those.
1: So you get inspiration in general.
2: Yes. And um, I'm capable of actually merging those, which is what art is nowadays.
1: What kind of music do you listen when you create?
2: Mm. (laughs) Classical and jazz. And uh, all this meditation music. And very often they come to my room and they feel very (laughs) relaxed because of that. I don't want them to fall asleep. No, I just want them to be relaxed and create. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, In your professional career, as you just said, uh, you were not always in education. And you said that you were always behind the camera. Can you talk to us a little bit about this type of career? I mean, you are an artist, but you also have done architecture and interior design. And talk to us about that.
2: After I finished fine arts, I wanted to do something else. I always want to do something else. I still do. Uh, (laughs) um, And uh, I was in between extending my degree into architecture or stage design, eventually I did stage design. And when I came to Greece, uh, I started working in theatres and I was painting. Uh, At some point, I went to Cyprus and they wanted me there to work on television for Antenna, Antenna TV. I became their main stage designer. So I was doing all the sets, like from the athletics to the news, Newcast.
1: So that was before green screen?
2: we did that Uh, green screen existed (laughs) no
1: i'm saying yeah that was not the norm no no you actually had an actual stage
2: absolutely and many of them and it was difficult because there were small spaces that they needed to change like even in between the day Mm -hmm. so they needed to like uh, transform so that was the difficulty like you would setting something that when you change it and adding something it was becoming something else so you had to think very creatively Um, It was a morning show. It was a morning show for many years in Greece. Uh, Over there, because it was an everyday show, I was uh, in charge. I had a crew and uh, we were changing around five sets a day. So it was very quick. We had to, with small things rearrange again very quickly the set.
1: It has to be very modular.
2: For for different um actors, yes. singers, acts they were doing lots lots of fashion shows. I don't even I cannot even count how many different fashion shows I have done. We were going outside in the hotels in, in different cities uh, and we were changing the set. It was all a set.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you said you love everything mm-hmm. and you get inspiration from everything. Could you describe the ideal way you'd like to spend your free time? People of many talents sometimes have difficulty picking one thing to do. What is your zen time?
2: Uh, when I pack my suitcase for whatever, I pack lots of paper. And uh, my drawing materials, because I want to be able to write and sketch at the same time. <laughs> uh, being in an island, listening to the waves.
1: Do you have a favorite one?
2: Serifos, always. <laughs> I'm not from Serifos, I just laugh.
1: Oh, you're not from Serifos? No,
2: no, no. Hmm.
1: You're confusing people.
2: <laughs> I know, I know.
1: So having a piece of paper drawing material
2: lots of paper
1: lots of paper (laughs) and looking at the sea
2: yes
1: yes mr sailors thank you so much for being with us it has been inspirational
2: lovely to be here thank you you
0: are listening to the owlcast the official podcast of acs athens make sure you subscribe to the Outcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. This has been a production of the ACS Athens Media Studio.